Yo, what's good, my beautiful people? I want to thank you for tuning in to another Tyler Perry Sisters Review, Season 2, Episode 14, entitled Just For Me. J-U-S-T-F-O-R-M-E. <laughs> I know I wasn't the only person that thought that. Y'all ain't finna make me feel like I was the only one that did the little song. Maybe I was. But anyway, um, thank you to all the new subscribers. It's much appreciated. And we just going to get straight into this review because I got a lot of sh- I want to talk about. So the episode opens up with Preston's two brothers still harassing Danny. She was all kinds of, excuse my language on this review, she was all kinds of dumb bitch, black bitch, N-word bitch, etc. I was just like, well, my God. Okay, I think the disrespect meter is, is overflowing right now. It's dinging. Danny was definitely disrespected to me in the worst way, and to do this on her job. The fact that these two dudes purchased a ticket to get back there to see her was flooring. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, these are some two racist-ass just individuals, so we get a glimpse as to what Preston was born, bred, and raised in, and for him to choose not to be that way, at least that's what I'm hoping. So as the dialogue between, let me just say this scene was entirely too long. It was entirely too long, so I'm going to just cut it. The fact that these brothers told Danny that she was a bet, you know, they bet Preston that he could not hook up with a black woman, like he could not have sex with a black woman. They've had their share of black women. They didn't think he can do it, but he wasn't supposed to actually like Danny. He was just supposed to have sex with her. And so the brothers was like, and there will be no more steak dinners. And I was like, hmm, that sparked my curiosity because the only way the brothers would know that is if Preston told them. And from what we know as viewers, Preston's family knows nothing about Danny unless he told his family, you know, what he was doing and, you know, how far they've gone, so on and so forth, so on and so forth. But that did shock me a little bit because I I can see that being – a bit because I mean like I think that yeah they slept together the first time that they chilled together so I was like I could possibly you know what I'm saying I can't I could possibly see that I hope that's not true but you know we'll we'll see so next thing we know they were walking away they were walking away and Danny came from behind her counter and was talking her little stuff they turned back around so by that time Zach has pulled up in his little cart and <laughs> I'm sorry, it was so funny. That dude was like, and you, Jamal. They call him Jamal Tyrone. I said, you know what? I don't like this, Tyler, but I understand you, and I got a little chuckle out of it. So Danny gets behind the cart. She gets in the cart, and she ba- she runs them over. She runs both of them over. One, you know, looks like he was, you know, hurt kind of badly, his back. He was going to sue the airport. They were going, we're going to own this. I said, oh, my God. But we find out that Preston comes from money. He comes from wealth. We didn't know that because he's never portrayed that image. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what's going on because I know we haven't seen the last of those two hillbillies as as Danny called them. <laughs> we'll see. Maurice and Sabrina. I know a lot of people wonder, including myself, the reason Pam hasn't been fired due to her unprofessionalism at the salon. The real question is, how does Maurice still have a job? I think sometimes it's a forgettable fact that Sabrina is his supervisor, yet he consistently he, I mean, consistently challenges her authority. He uses excessive profanity while clients are in the bank, and he bursts into her office 
anytime he wants to, just as he did on this particular episode. And Sabrina is in there with Jacoby. She's showing him something he keeps having a problem with. And when Maurice walks in, he basically says that y'all been in here too long. He gets it. He, he, he can do it. And Jacoby, you know, excuses himself and he walks out. So basically Maurice comes. This scene wasn't entirely too long as well. Maurice comes in to let Sabrina know that he has received the test results for Calvin and Jacoby. So both of the tests turned out to be negative. So at that point, Maurice told Sabrina that she should call Calvin. Calvin, you know, he came into the bank. Did you see him? And she was like, oh, he was here? And he was like, yeah, he was here. So call that man. Now that you know he's not on drugs, just go ahead and make it right. Sabrina expresses that she was waiting for Calvin to call her. And in my mind, I'm thinking, why would he call you? You were the one who jacked this all up. Let's go back to the episode where in the bed, you know, you get the call from Danny about him doing um, meth. Now, let's let's pause right there. Because the dude, James, this has, and I, don't, I didn't see many people commenting or talking about this. I want to know what was James's motive for telling Danny that Calvin does meth and that he saw Calvin doing meth in the bathroom. Even though it was a lie, we find out. It's like, but what made him say that about Calvin? So it makes me wonder, did something happen between them? Like, what's going on with that? Because that was just the I hope and pray. That just wasn't something that Tyler wrote to create a situation between Calvin and Sabrina and his and him possibly having a drug issue because it just wouldn't make sense. That is a, a true, that is a horrible accusation to make towards someone for no apparent reason. So it makes me think it's more to that story. Hopefully it is because I would be truly upset. That's just something that just, that Tyler just pulled out of his ass <laughs> for no reason. I really hope that's not true. So anyway, back to Calvin and Sabrina, I'm like, why would Calvin call you when you're the one who, number one, you should have left him alone a long time ago because you were never satisfied with who he was as a man or what all came with Calvin. That's always been an issue, so I don't even know why it has dragged this long with them dealing with each other. We do know that Calvin has stated that he loves Sabrina. I think he sold her that twice, and, you know, to no avail. She hasn't returned it, which she doesn't have to. I just find it really interesting that she was literally waiting for this man to call her. And even more recently, when she was out with her girls, the man came, approached you, spoke to you, you looked at him in his face, and then turned your head as if you had no words for him. So why would he reach out to you? I promise. Sabrina pissed me off so much. People love to complain about Karen and Andy and all that. I'm going to get to them later, but I think a lot of people give Sabrina passes because she comes off as this really sweet, nice, and bubbly character. I'm like, but Sabrina be on some bullshit, too. Sabrina be on some stuff, and Sabrina do some, to me, she she operates in, in a very foul way, but it gets overlooked because it's Sabrina. She's bubbly. She's nice. She's there for her friends, and it's like, no, she going to get the same read as everyone else would. Now, even though she got on my nerves, Sabrina hit the nail on the head when she told Maurice that he wanted Jacoby. I don't want him. I'm like, baby, yes, you do. It's something about Jacoby that has always rubbed you the wrong way, and maybe you just don't want to admit to the fact that you actually like this dude. It's not a problem if you like him. You just like him. So both of y'all just sitting there lying to each other, as Maurice stated. So when he was telling Sabrina that she liked Jacoby, just go out with him 
no, I don't like them. I don't this. And she was like, I just need to stop letting people tell me what to do. I'm like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> tell us something we don't know. The fact that Sabrina is so easily swayed, it behooves me. It, it really does. It really behooves me. But what I said, you know, she told Maurice that Calvin just wasn't the image that she had in her mind of the man that she would be with. And I can understand that. So now that you know that, cut everything off. Sabrina is selfish as hell. Sabrina wants her cake and she wants to eat it too. Nah, boo, you need to make a choice because what you're doing is you're you're going toward the direction of playing with people's feelings and that ain't something that you want to do. So just be honest with yourself. Yeah, you want Jacoby. Yeah, you want to try Jacoby out sexually. You want to you, you go there. And boo, it's okay. You say you want something a little rugged. Now my real... Maurice did made me laugh when he was like, oh, so you want a concussion? And I was like, that was so funny to me. You want a concussion? You want somebody to go upside your head? And it's like, no, she just wants someone that's a little more rugged, a little bit more, you know, rough around the edges. But this is what I think would be the perfect poetic justice to happen. Not that I want Sabrina to go through this, but just for the storyline, it would be something if Jacoby ends up being gay like he's a man who's dealing with his own sexuality or coming in tune with it or trying to reject how he feels inside. And it will really show Sabrina that you can have the most, I wouldn't even call Calvin all that feminine. He has feminine ways, I would say that. And he's straight, as he says. Then you can have someone like Jacoby, who is very, he's built, he got a nice body. You could tell he, you know, a little rough around the edges and he could be gay as all outdoors. So the outer appearance doesn't matter when it comes to being gay. You have some men who are gay, who are flamboyant. You have some men who are gay, who you would never know was gay unless they told you they straight Tim's all that back. That's just state that, but they like what they like. So I think that would be the perfect poetic justice. If that actually did happen, which is Tyler. So you just never know. And then we transition to Zach and Danny. So come to find out, Zach's grandfather's belongings, Danny got it from the lost and found. So he was very, very happy and joyful that she found it. Nothing was missing from the box. So that was a I was happy for him in that moment, okay, in that moment. And um, so I could appreciate Danny flat out asking Zach, did you use that girl's card? Zach told um, Danny that he did not. He also revealed to Danny about the program he was in, um, which I didn't think, and y'all know I'm not a Zach Ryder, but I, I play on the side of fair. It was nobody's business, and it is nobody's business what Zach is doing. He didn't have to prove to me that he was in this program. That's the reason why he got a truck. That's the reason why, you know, he's doing, or how he, the reason why he's feeling the way that he's feeling. I don't think he owed that to anybody. But I guess for the sake of argument and the, for the sake of him proving his innocence with this credit card, he just went ahead and told Danny about the program that he was in. She was happy for him, which I'm happy for Zach, too. I do want to I do want to see Zach come up on his own merit without the help and aid of a woman. That's why I don't really feel him in Fatima, but I'll get to that a little later. So what I found most interesting out of that entire dialogue between them is that, yes, Zach did say he's doing this for himself, and I do utterly believe him. And then he came out and stated that, you know, he just wanted to prove it to Karen. He just wanted Karen to say, you know, Zach, I'm happy for you. Yeah, you did it. And I will be the first woman to say, the first, listen, 
if a man or woman is so needing their ex, their ex's approval or their validation, it is a it is an issue there. That means you're not over this person. Why do you need their congratulations? Why does that matter to you? And those are questions that I'm like, Zach going to have to answer at some point because, yeah, you're doing this for you, but you also want to, like, show Karen this part of you. If you're done like you say you're done, you shouldn't give a damn what Karen think about what you're doing. You know, it, it shouldn't be no, no, no type of, of consideration there on your behalf when it comes to her. So that's what I call bullshit on some of the things that Zach was saying. He was like, you know, she want to be with old dude? Good, F it. I'm cool with it. And I was like, no, no, you're not. So I'm, we gonna, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. And this review may sound a little different, but I just want to connect some things here. So Zach and Karen have not seen or spoken to each other since episode four when he broke into the hotel room. We're on episode, last night was episode 14. So it's been 10 episodes of no type of interaction with them. Now, we know in Tyler Perry world, that's only like three and a half, maybe four days. <laughs> Not that much. So it ain't been a long time, but it's been enough time. And so he said the same thing to Karen, I believe, on episode two. He was like, I know you like dude. I know you like him. I know you want to see what can happen, and I respect that. That's what he told her. The the same day, the dude breaks into the hotel room. So it's like I have to look. I hear people's words, but your actions tell me what's really going on. If you respected, honestly, what she said as you told her that you did, then that wouldn't have happened. And so it was like a lot of this. this episode brought up a lot of dialogue about how, you know, this whole thing with Karen and Zach and why she upset. I can't wait for her to find out about Fatima. We, we going to get into all of that. So my thing is when it comes to Zach, it's like and Zach and, and, and Karen, there should be no want for her to approve anything that you're doing. And I didn't understand. I'm like, why is Zach mad? Why did Zach block her? And so people were saying, well, you know, she slapped him and she accused him. I said, no, boo. Zach blocked Karen before any of these these things happened. He didn't even know the reason why she was calling before he blocked her. So in my mind, what you mad at? You mad because she's really over you? You're mad because you caught her, you know, in the bed with dude? What are you really mad at when she's already expressed to you where she was when it came to her feelings for him? Now, I know for those that was like, she led him on, she did this. Just because Karen was liking someone else or interested in someone else, that doesn't stop her love for Zach. That love is still there. When you shared your life with someone, even through the ups and the downs, your love just doesn't stop because it's over. I, I think, you know, we're all grown, may not be in love with him, but you do love him. That love just doesn't go away. And so that's why I said Zach talk out of both sides of his mouth because you say one thing, but you, you do something totally different when it comes to that. But I'm going to, we're going to come back to Zach and Karen and Fatima and all that in a minute. Now, Lord Jesus, Fatima <laughs> and Hayden, they tripped me out because they seem like the most oddest couple in the world or the most oddest two people who could even engage in sex together. Um, but long story short, Hayden is one cocky asshole. P- point blank period. He's a cocky asshole. He believes that he is, as the old people say, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's the best thing for Fatima. You know, Fatima asked him, you know, did he say something to Zach? Did he tell you that? I People who answer a question with a question, and I know I probably do that sometimes too, so I, I get on my nerves too, 
that irritates me. <laughs> but answer my question. But anyway, that's basically what he did. And to sum it up, he was basically telling Fatima that she shouldn't have any interaction um, with someone like Zach who's trash. She's better than that. She's better than him. And Fatima basically told him that I could see who I want when I want. He asked her, are you seeing him? She says, no, but if I wanted to, I would. I was like, hmm, hmm. Okay, Fatima, I'm, I'm going to let you have that because you're probably not trying to start up, you know, any trouble. Now, I got to say this, and I'm going to just go ahead and say something. Fatima lovers may not may have a problem with this review, which is fine. It, it's fine, but we're going to tell it like it is. I see that Fatima has a habit of having sex on the first night because she told us that her and uh, Hayden, they've gone out one time. So that let me know they went out one time, she had sex with him that one time, his dick game was trash, and she had pushed Hayden to the side. Like, Hayden, you definitely can't be the one because I don't even enjoy you sexually. And she did the same thing with Zach. However, Zach game, you know, is we pr- pretty strong. We've all seen what he's working with according to the show, even though that was, you know, not him really. But um, <laughs> we know that Zach is, you know, really working with something, and obviously – he knows how to use it well. But it just made me wonder how many other men has Fatima slept with on the first date. Now, mind you, when she was out with the girls, she told them she don't sleep with everybody that she date. Well, Fatima, I call bullshit because just based on them two men, if you slept with Hayden, Hayden, now come on, y'all. I know y'all might get, look at Hayden, okay? I don't even think he's an ugly brother. Just take Hayden. If you slept with him on the first night, I personally believe every man you go out with, you give him some on the first night. Because I can't see Hayden having enough talk game to talk Fatima out of her panties. Fatima wanted to test him out and see what it was. And I just think she does that with every guy she go out with. That's how I see it. Y'all can tell <laughs> y'all might not agree, but if we gonna if we gonna be open and honest, that's just what it's gonna be. I had someone that was like, your reviews are very interesting. Um, they was like, it do cause me to think, but it's very interesting. I'm like, I don't want to be like no other person who's doing reviews. I want to, this is just me. This is how my mind think. I don't believe in sugarcoating stuff. I'm going to just tell it how I see it and how, and from my perspective. And that's, that's what it's going to be. So then we get to, <coughs> excuse me, Andy and Fatima. So Andy basically overhears what's going on in Hayden's office with Fatima. And I didn't even like Andy's tone when she um basically called Fatima into her office Fatima is good because baby I would have went off on Andy a long time ago I don't even see how Fatima does it yes Andy apologized I'm like but chick you do this so often your apology don't even mean it doesn't even come off sincere because I know before season two end she probably gonna do something else with a with a tone or attitude toward Fatima so I don't even take Andy apology as something that is that came from a place of sincerity that's just me so she basically was asking was you know Hayden harassing her and Fatima was like no I cut that mf I'm like yeah, okay 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 Fatima talked big good she talked big crap now she talked talk big talk but uh, I'm gonna talk about that a little later too but um you know Andy was just like you want you want to tell me what's going on with it so on and so forth so Fatima kind of gave her a little tidbit about what was going on with that situation with her and Hayden. So Andy, (laughs) she was like, oh, he seems nice to me. I said, Andy, everybody know, baby, you are not a good judge of character, so I'm going to need you to sit this out. I'm going to need you to sit this out. 
Then she started talking about relationships. She tried to give relationship advice. I said, Andy, sis, this whole scene is not for you, okay? Don't give Fatima advice on relationships. Don't do any of those things. Now, the interesting thing is I think that Andy, she comes off very sincere with her advice, I guess if you want to call it, uh, or what she's attempting to do. Um, but I'm just like, I, and it's interesting because Fatima and, and uh, Andy have a very good, have a very great rapport when it comes to their personal issues and being able to share them with each other. And Andy does seem to be more calm when she is referencing or when she's talking to Fatima in comparison to some of her girls. Like, I don't know, you know, about that. I think maybe because, you know, I, sometimes it's, it's great to talk to someone who you really don't know that well because really how they, you may ask them, well, how you feel about this? But it really wouldn't hit you in a way as if, those who personally know you would tell you, yeah, you effing up. Yeah, you've been a real asshole right now. It may hit you in a different place emotionally from someone whose perspective you actually care about as opposed to someone who you really don't even know like that. So what they say, you, it may or may not matter depending on, you know what I'm saying, depending on the person. So, But I was like, yeah, boo, sit this, this all out because this thing has absolutely nothing to do with you. So when Fatima walks out of the office, Paris comes in. And I said, God, you know what? Paris is like such a sweet person. He comes off so sweet. Like he's a he's a sweetheart. And I'm like, Andy is not even in a place to receive attention from a man like that yet. Because she's still up Gary. She's still up Gary's ass. Now I know that Gary was calling her all day. She did not pick up the phone. She didn't answer. But I know that she's gonna break. Andy is going to break, and she's going to break very soon because that situation is not over by a long shot. It's not over by a long shot, but I do give her props for not, you know, answering the phone. I know that she really wanted to, but she didn't do it. But I'm just like, Paris, boo, go find you somebody who's going to love you, who's going to um, respect you, adore you, because Andy has already shown you, to me, what she thinks about you. She even said it. In the episode, like, you know, he said, you treat me like I'm a piece of meat. And she says, well, you know, you kind of are. That would have been trick, lose my number. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm like, okay, Paris, I'm going to need you to get a clue, bro. I'm going to need you to get a clue. For him to tell this woman, you know, call me when you're calm and when you're sober. Because, true, Andy only calls Paris when she's drunk, when she's horny, or when she's in her feelings about something that Gary did. Other than that, there has been no genuine nothing in that dynamic. I believe that Paris has been, you know, himself. But Andy, on the other hand, I'm like, no, like, Paris, cut your losses because that ain't what you want. That is just not what you want. Now I'm getting to a part where, like I said, Fatima fans might be mad at me. Now don't get me wrong. I like Fatima too. I like Fatima as well. I just don't give Fatima all the props that I see so many people giving her. And this is why, because Fatima has presented herself as this boss chick, as this, you know, I, I don't do this. I do what I want to do. And, oh, oh, okay. Okay. So I see a lot of comments about, you know, Fatima is the classiest woman out of them all. Fatima is a real boss chick. Fatima. And I'm like, I, I don't see it. You know, I don't see it. I really don't see it. And let's get into why. So, the phone call between Fatima and Zach, goodness gracious. Um, 
I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> okay. And I'm sorry. I don't care what anyone says. Fatima is a thirsty ass woman. Fatima is thirsty. Fatima is thirsty. And I know some people, after I said that, y'all know, rolled y'all eyes, sucked your teeth, probably did both, and probably about to turn this off. But don't listen to me. Just hear me out on this because I really would like to hear, out of everything I've said on this review, I really would like to hear y'all perspective on this, especially men, especially men. So the way I, the way I see it is when a man wants a woman, when a man truly wants a woman, he will let you know. You will know either by a text message, phone call, specific message, or, you know, over social media platforms. However this man can get to you to show you his interest, that's what he's going to do. So when I look at the dynamic between Fatima and Zach, and I believe the innate nature of a man is to chase, is to go after Ever since this whole thing with Fatima and Zach, I have yet to see Zach show any interest in Fatima as her being a possible or being a possibility for him in a romantic way. Other than blowing her back out, Zach has not expressed any interest in Fatima. Anything that has transpired between Fatima and Zach has been all Fatima. Look at when she she went out to the house. I'm trying to get him to come back to her house. Even the, the, on the phone call, I want you to come over. I'm not taking no for an answer. I'm a cook. I'm going to do all of this. And when you look at Zach's face, Zach looks like he's warring with himself. Like, dang, the, the loving is good. You know, I want that. But I ain't trying to get caught up in that. And my thing is, if he really wanted Fatima, do we really believe that he would have allowed punk-ass Hayden to do anything about that? They would have been like, look, you better get old boy. He came down here trying to you know, trying to threaten me with you or whatever the case may be. Yes, I believe that he is trying to be on the up and up. However, it's like I don't think he look, he views Fatima in that way. Now, do I believe that Fatima is starting to like Zach? Absolutely. I believe she's absolutely starting to like Zach. I just think her and Zach are on two different pages. My thing is we've seen Zach when he has been apologetic to Karen, even if it was just for a split second when he bought her a new bonsai tree when they got back together and he was, like, making her breakfast, but he didn't know how to cook. So he had, like, two hamburgers or something, like, and he, and he served it to her in bed. So I'm like, we have seen certain aspects of Zach. I just don't think Zach liked Fatima like that. I think Zach enjoys how Fatima makes him feel because anytime he mentions Fatima, that's what he says. You know, this woman, she makes me feel like I could do anything. She does this, she does that. But I'm like, Zach hasn't put forth any effort for everybody saying, you know, I can't wait for Karen to find out where he with Fatima and this, this. I'm like, but Zach ain't did nothing. This has to be the easiest type of relationship that Zach has had. And so when I hear people say that they can't wait for, for Karen to find out about Fatima and Zach, I'm like, that ain't even the real shit. We saw what happened when Zach was bought up about seeing another woman or having a woman. Karen, initially, you could tell she was shocked. She made a face like, oh, okay. Then what? Then one homegirl said, okay, but what does that have to do with my money? What does that have to do with what we're talking about now? So and she made it, being Fatima doesn't matter. It's just the mere fact that Danny brought up that Zach was seeing someone. I think if we was going to see a true reaction, it would have happened in that moment. Being that it's Fatima, what the hell does that matter to Karen? She only met Chick once. 
You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, but the real tea, the real shit going to be when Danny puts two and two together. You know why it's going to be some real shit? Because Fatima talked too damn much. Fatima done told all these women that you date multiple men at one time, you're not looking for anything serious, and you said it multiple times to Andy. Now, when they find out that Zach is the person that you're seeing, especially with Danny, because Zach has expressed himself about how this woman make him feel. So when she realized that, it's like, you sure? Because she, she date multiple men. You ain't the only one. That's going to be the real stuff, not when Karen find out. I never understood that. When Karen find out, she going to be hurt. She gonna, we would have seen it in this episode. That did not happen at all. But I really would like to hear, like, the, the opinions about that because if Fatima was my friend and she's telling me everything that she's doing in order to be with this guy, I would be like, sis, leave him alone because he obviously don't like you. He obviously only want to have sex with you because he ain't putting forth no effort to build anything with you. I just don't even think Zach is in that place mentally to start a relationship with someone. But, you know, y'all can tell me how you feel, if you're mad, if I made you mad, if I touched the nerve, if I made you. I would like to hear especially with that part. So the last um, scene with the sisters, that scene was a mess. <laughs> Comical, but I said, Lord, and I'm like, we consistently see why Karen and Andy don't tell these chicks nothing because Fatima, excuse me, Fatima, um, Danny and Sabrina has diarrhea of the mouth. They just tell spew out business, and I found it so funny how people were so mad at Sabrina about telling Danny's business, yet Karen didn't even get the opportunity to tell Sabrina and Andy anything because Danny had already told Sabrina. So I always find it interesting, and I've said this before, depending upon who you like, you overlook. I don't give a damn. I like, I love them. You know, some of them are my favorite. Some of them are not, but I still like them. But it's like I'm not going to say stuff about Danny and not call Karen out on her stuff. It is what it is. No, yes, Sabrina was wrong about the thing with uh, with Preston, but I understood. Did they sisters? This is what y'all do, obviously. This is just what y'all do. I felt bad for Danny in the sense of, because Preston has done this to her before. She calls, she, she texts, he doesn't respond to her. This is, because she said this is not him. No, it is him. He's done it to you several times. So I'm like, oh, just tell the truth. He's done it to you several times. He has been ghosted several times. I do not think that this is him in the sense of I think that there is something that is um, making it difficult. Maybe he doesn't have his phone. Maybe his phone is dead. But I'm like, this is typical behavior for Preston. We're not going to act like he don't do this. So also, you know, I kind of felt bad. I don't, I don't want to use the word felt bad for Sabrina, but Danny kept calling her asshole. And I'm like, okay. And this is the issue I had with Danny, and I said this in the last review Danny can dish it out, but Danny can't take it. Danny has no problem. I even think about how she told Aaron, excuse me, Karen, that Zach was seeing someone else. There was no compassion in that. The same way she showed no compassion to Zach. But she was like, well, if you're doing this for Karen, you better not because she done moved on. She got her somebody. It's like, why would you do that? You know, as a friend, you know that is a touchy situation. Why would you do that? But yet you want people to take you want them to be soft when it comes to you. You want them to have like a little, have some tact when they tell you about you, but you don't show that to them. So I never understood that about that character, but I, I feel like it comes from an insecurity that Danny hasn't really explored 
how she needs to, and it hasn't been dealt with effectively. So that's how I feel about that whole entire scene. You know what I'm saying? With them, um, we find out that Sabrina knows someone in the that is a part of the sister company to her bank. So she's going to look it up. She looked it up. They said they would have the footage in a couple of days. So we know that's going to be, what, episode 20, <laughs> according to this damn timeline of Tyler's. So we probably ain't going to know who took this girl money until the the end of the damn um season, the season finale. But anyway, they talked about how bland Sabrina food was, the buying the cheap wine. That was like a real sister moment. You know, we rag on each other. I was like, I got a friend. Used to always want to have stuff at her house. But she bought the cheapest toilet paper in the world. And I'm just like, how you inviting us over to your house? And your toilet paper is the... I didn't even know toilet paper like that existed. So we used to get on her all the time. Like, no, we're not coming to your house. What are we supposed to do when we got to use the bathroom? Might as well use our hand. So it was like I understood that. I didn't take it as them being, like, disrespectful or whatever. It was just that it that, that, that happens when you with your friends, at least with mine, you know, we have a good time and we move on. That's how I looked at it. So um they <laughs> Karen found out about the bet that Sabrina and I'm sorry, I don't know why that they tickled me. But Karen found out about the bet that Danny and Sabrina had that her and Zach was getting back together. No, I don't believe that Zach is Zach and Karen are getting back together. I, I pray Tyler just eradicates that thought, even if it is one for him, because I don't want to see it. And I know many people don't want to see it either. Um, yeah, so that's really how all that, that scene lasted. I felt like, I'm going to be honest with y'all, I, I gave this episode like the same I gave last week, a 6 out of 10, mainly because there were some scenes that was just entirely too long. And those extra minutes, Tyler could have wrote like two more scenes. Because sometimes I feel like watching Sisters, we're not going anywhere. It's either he puts a lot of stuff into one episode or not enough in another one. I think it's very rare that we get a great balance of drama then tranquility. Sometimes, like, I, I don't, it was kind of, it was a slow episode, which I don't mind those. I actually enjoy those. It just felt like nothing was happening. After the scene with Danny, it was like, oh, my God, this is going to be a bomb episode. It started off really big. Then it just went really slow afterwards. That's just how I felt about it. But I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Um I hope I didn't leave anything out. I'd be trying to remember so bad. But, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. To I just felt like this episode was just, like, all over the place. That's how I feel recording it. Like, I've been all over the place. But, um, yeah, that's how I feel about it. I thank you guys for listening. I didn't mean to go this far into, like, 35 minutes, but I did. Because I really wanted to touch on that whole thing with Zach and Fatima because I just I don't see what everyone sees when it comes to that. I just think that relationship or situationship is completely one-sided. It, it just is. And the thing also, too, anytime you start a new situation, the beginning is always, that's why they call it the honeymoon phase or the honeymoon stage. Everything is good. What I don't like about Zach, one of the things I don't like about Zach is that he continues to bring up Karen and what she didn't do. Like, all these um, these difficulties he had in the relationship because she never uplifted him. She never encouraged him. No one has ever encouraged him. And I'm like, you lying. I, Andy has encouraged you. Danny definitely has encouraged you as a friend. I can't imagine you being with someone for three years and them not giving you kind words, them not uplifting you or telling you. I remember on the first episode, I think then she tells that he just got to do better. 
Like he, you, you, you just, you just got to do better. You got to change some stuff. And I'm just like, but everything is good with Fatima, baby. I'm like Fatima has known you for four days, three years of going through the same stuff on both sides, not just Zach, but with Karen as well. Three years, they should have ended their relationship within a year because they just toxic. But I don't like that he continues to bring her up, even the preview for next week. Before him and Fatima got in the shower, he told us, I just hear my ex's three years. I just hear my ex's voice. As a woman, I don't want any man continually telling me about their ex because I'm going to believe it's something still there. Stop talking about your ex to me, period. I just don't like that. That's, that's, that's a red flag for any woman or man. If yo, who you dealing with keep talking about their ex, that is a red flag. And I'm going to tell you, you need to run like Forrest with them braces on his legs and everything. Just get the hell out of Dodge. Okay. Now I'm done now. I'm done. Thank you guys for listening. Y'all stay safe out there. And I will holler at y'all later. One.